You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Welcome to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast, where we discuss hot topics in the sports landscape. I am your host this evening, Alan, and I have Phil and Evan with me. And then there were two. We finally have our participants. We already knew back on last week that Golden State has put in their bid to participate in the NBA Finals. And now the Celtics with uh, incredible Game 7, unless you're Marcus Smart near the end of the game, um, they played or... They fulfilled the assignment. Let's just put it that way. They knew what they had to do, and they got the job done against Miami. And both of these teams, um, as we know, um, are dealing with injuries just a little bit, but you still have your star players in the lineup. And so we're going to talk about what do we believe the keys to the game for the finals for each team we don't have to go too deep into it but just get a taste of what we believe is the key for either team to claim an nba title so i'll go first uh, what's up everybody it's evan uh happy to hear all of our listeners um this is my jailbreak episode i'm recording in secret but what i'll say is that i think i don't know if i expect for each team, but I'll say this. I think key matchup for this series is Stephen Curry and Marcus Smart. You know, Stephen, Stephen Curry has a, a finals demon on his back, and the question is, can he vex that demon and claim finals MVP as the best player on his team? Marcus Smart is one of the league's is the, is defensive player of the year, one of the league's premier defenders, physical, gritty, uh, both both boys from North Carolina. Um, so it, it that proves to be a very interesting. So I'm interested in seeing Steph Curry, Marcus Smart. And then I think as well, um, Al Horford is my X factor for Boston. What is he going to give? Um, you know, Golden State's not a big interior team. So Al Horford should have himself a good series in, on the interior and present some matchup problems. Uh, so those are my keys for the series. X-Factor for Boston being um, uh, Al Horford, uh, the matchup being Marcus Smart versus Steph Curry, um, and also the return of Gary Payton. What kind of player is he going to be? Is he going to bring that defensive intensity, or is he going to be held back from that? Listen, this is going to be actually exciting. This is actually going to be exciting at finals because – it's a pick em, right? To me, the X factor, I have to agree with you, is Clay Thompson, Stephen Curry, and Jordan Poole. Man, that's not an X factor, man. That is the X factor. It is all three of them. Andrew Wiggins also, because for simple, here's the reason why. A great defense could only be overhauled by great offense. You see, if if the team that um, the Celtics has played were 
you know, outside shooting team at a higher clip mode, I, I, I think they would have been out off the playoff. They only had to go one or two per, um, shooters on the team, true star shooters. They got three, three proven shooters on that team. What that does, it opens up the lane. Stephen Curry will be able to drive, kick, and do whatever he wants to do. Stephen Curry runs, I think, at like, what, 10, 12 miles per game? <laughs> Can Marcus Smart legs stay with him because he moves and moves and moves? And, and that causes, that causes the, the defender to travel with him and opens up certain parts on the floor. So what would be the keys? The three-point uh, three perimeter will be open. The mid-range will be open. And the lane will be open. You say Al Hawford will help. He only could do so much. Is he gonna is he gonna bite on the first drive? If he does, what happened? The lane will come in. Is he gonna stay up or back? Because we know Draymond Green, he he will shoot, but he's not really a shooter. But in other words, they what a Celtics gonna do? Can their defense hold down the premier shooter, the best shooters in the league? I don't think so. I think Golden State is gonna take this for the Celtics side. Marcus Smart and Williams, which one? Both Williams. They have to be honest. Um, Grant Williams will have to shoot at a high clip, his three point, right? When they kick it out to him, and he has to be able to stay with his man. And most like I think uh, off the bench, he's probably going to um, guard Clay Thompson. I th- I believe probably Clay or or Wiggins. So he have to keep them on the wraps. So. This he is gonna be a tough chasing, one. He is not chasing Clay Thompson around, and that's what I'm saying. He's heavier. They're gonna put. They're gonna put Jalen Brown on him. You think Jalen Brown on on Clay but and it, and Marcus it only, Smart? It only, it only makes sense. Then, well, then Wiggins is gonna be the free man to do what he needs to do. You, it's hard to. I lost one game. Well, I lost three one-on-one games in my life, and the three one-on-one games I lost in my life. It was against shooters, people who could shoot. They were able to keep me honest. If I backed off, they shot. If I came up, they was able to drive the lane. How are you going to stop? How are you going to stop Golden State? But I do say one thing, and you heard me say this in previous podcasts. When Golden State are up, they showboat, play too much, try to do fancy pass. They do. Uh, then comes turnovers. That's what's annoying, and that's how they could lose the game turnovers but i don't see them up to, i see them taking this seriously keeping it simple and fun well well you did bring up one of my points i was actually talking to my cousin before this episode we was talking about talking about this i said the main thing that i'm gonna look for is see to see is who doesn't turn the ball over <laughs> that's the first thing i'm looking for because both teams turn over the rock at a high rate Number two, I guess you could say 2A or 2B, the quality of a shot. Like, what type of shots are you getting? Because when you watch Golden State, they have a system, but also there can be moments to where they can go ISO, but it's not it's not that frequent. And oftentimes, depending on who you have on the floor at the time, then my 2B is late game execution. <laughs> your late game execution matters 
especially when it comes to the finals, because like you mentioned, Phil, and I also thought about this as well, that there's there's a lot of players who can who can show up for Golden State. And it's just something that you can't always account for. Like, you know, you know, the, the, ma- the main three to four, Wiggins, Steph, Clay, Poole. But the question is, what are you going to get out of Draymond? I mean, I'm not expecting him to drop 20 points, but how many assists is he going to give out? Then on top of that is, what are you going to get from Gary Payton II? What are you getting for Otto Porter? I would assume that uh, Andre is supposed to be back for this series, but also you still have Moutier and Kevin Looney, like, what are you going to get from there? You know what I mean? So like, those are like really like the main things that I see, but I also feel like to what Evan was saying about the matchup with Steph and Marcus Smart, the Warriors have, or this group has enough experience to where Steph doesn't have to go off in order for them to win a game. And I feel like that they may get one of those to where, he may not have like 30. He might have 20, but you probably got Clay who might have 30. You might have Jordan Poole who might have 27. You might have Wiggins who'll give you 25. So they have a lot of different weapons. And on top of that, if they do decide to go small in this series, I feel like they have too many different variations of small ball that they can throw at Boston, which you would think that it would favor Boston in a sense. But when you still got guys like Porter and Kaminga, you know what I'm saying, just playing playing at five and then just playing small, they're going to play with a pace. And also, that's probably my, my third one, is who's going to play, who's going to dictate the pace. Whoever dictates the pace wins because you don't really want to play against a set Boston defense in the half court, but also with the Warriors. The Warriors are not the best of the best because of their size, but yet they still have defensive principles that they do have. So I also think that that Wiggins-Tatum matchup will be pivotal, most definitely. And so I know Evan mentioned who the X Factor would be and Phil did. Um, Actually, I think the X Factor is Wiggins. He's, he's, he's been the guy, like he's been that guy, like defensively making plays, posterizing people, like whenever they needed a play, especially on the defensive end, it was pivotal. And I think, I don't, I won't say he's going to shut Jason Tatum down, but I know he's going to make him work. And if Jason Tatum is on that game, you just shake his hand. So I definitely think that, Wiggins is going to be key, probably pull too, because if he doesn't have an efficient game, they normally lose. But yeah, go into your, uh, I don't think you went to the X Factor much. You just named everybody that's on the team, Phil. <laughs> Stop it. The whole team is an X Factor. Each person has to play their role. Um, and, and like I stated before, this is the finals. And one person can either help or destroy the team, but it's contingent on the roles everyone else play. 
So Steph cannot have a bad game. Clay needs to do what he continues to do. And then Wiggins has to play as a tense defense as Marcus Smart. Yes. And Poole have to shoot. So the X factor will be which team is going to have the least amount of turnovers. And will Golden State hit their threes to, to open up the lanes for allow their play players to, you know, drive in for layups. So that's the X factor. Not I'm not gonna say one particular person this this role because we've seen everyone stepped up. We see Clay Thompson stepped up. We've seen um, the Magic Johnson recipient MVP of the Western Conference step up. You know, so I'm gonna say that that's what I'm gonna stay to all over the place. But it comes back around to one roundabouts the way. The Golden State has to do their job. Still play around with the ball, limit the turnovers. And everyone, and then, um, and that, and they will come home victorious. So, I believe this is going to be a seven-game series. Um, it's it's really a pick'em. I, 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 it's hard for me, but um, that I guess I'll reveal that when it's my time to talk again. Let me to think about it. Man, look, you say turn the ball over like it's everyone who's throwing the ball off of people's faces when that's primarily Draymond. Correct, but you know what? Also, it comes to mind. Draymond throwing not only throwing ball people faces, but you know how they t- they like to play around. Golden State, they like to do fancy, you know, passes, unnecessary fancy passes, still a simple bounce pass or straight through pass. They try, you know, hit it off the elbow between the legs and dance, and and they play around too much. Phil, and you that- said you're exaggerating. You're you're. This is an extreme hyperbole <laughs> because oh, they boy. don't they don't they don't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like, dude, dude. Holland Globetrotters were Bill here. Bill calls like the Harlem Yeah, like the Holland Globetrotters were here last month. If that was the case. They would have <laughs> signed up and been on tour with them. Yo, I'm. Yeah, I know what I'm talking about. These guys, I, I love the you know how enthusiastic they are and shaking and dancing and turning around. And but I'm old school. Keep it simple. Get the ball to the man and celebrate when the confetti comes down. Don't celebrate before then. Golden State love to, and they so depend upon that three ball. And I'm seeing, I'm seeing Steph take it back a nudge, so he don't always shoot a three. He's seeing that the lane not opening up when he just, he just stepped behind after the half court line. He, you know, the defender is all up on him, and they're confused. They don't know if he's gonna shoot or he's gonna drive, and he's taking more layups than threes, which is great. So. It's so hard to pick. It's so hard to pick. But I mean, if they, I mean, but that's that's always going to be the case if they jump out on you, on you though. Right. And that's and that's I mean. But in the but in the past, what they would do, they'll shoot the three. He'll do a side step and shoot a three. (laughs) Instead, the lane would be wide open. I mean, it'll it'll be hard, but it'll be hard to do that, especially like because most of the times when he does do that, it's on pick and rolls. He's right. not going to be able to just really just like exploit the lane unless they run that that slip screen with Clay or Poole or whomever. But I mean, or the double, or or when they run the double pick, double pick, and what they tend to do is sometimes kick it out to the um to the uh, baseline uh, or the shortest uh, three the point, corner. yeah, corner. So the players, so teams know that. So what they do is they will try to try to cheat in a sense. And not overplay Steph, but try to toward that corner. So all his Steph would do is fake it like he's going to pass it and end up being a layup or a floater. So, but I'm not. I'm. Let me let me jump back. Boston 
have a two, they have three dogs and they young legs, fresh legs, Tatum, Jalen Brown, and um, Marcus Smart. But remember, Marcus Smart had an ankle injury. So we don't know how much of him is going to be there. And then we have Williams, the other Williams, not Grant Williams, the other Williams, who is a bona fide center who could block shots, who could move around, move around the perimeter area. He could um, um, patrol that area. So it is. That's why it's hard. It's it's not like the Celtics is a slouch. I gotta give them their their, their, their crops, their props. And on top of that, they beat. They had the toughest, toughest road to the finals. They had to play the Nets. They had to beat the Nets. They had to beat Milwaukee. They had to beat um, Miami. Let's be honest. The Nets were a cakewalk. The Nets were not a cakewalk. Please. The Nets, they, they swept the Nets. The Nets were a cakewalk. The Nets were not cakewalk, but. <laughs> They may have swept, but the score was kind of tight. And then one game they had to beat in the last miracle shot. So it was close. All right. There was a couple of last minute heroics. So <laughs> stop announcing. We're not talking about MB who's crying right now. Right. Who, who's saying, I miss MB is the, <laughs> MB is the word. MB still can't get over his ex. I wish Jimmy was with me. It's over, man. You see, in my life, when when I broke up with when a girl and I broke up, I, I and mostly I allowed them to break up with me, right? I always tell them this: once it's over, it's over. That's it. So I've stood by that ground for ninety nine percent of my life. All right, it's over, it's over. Of course, one has you know came back, but it didn't work out. I live by that philosophy: it's over, it's over. Joel, it's <laughs> over. Jimmy's not coming back. Move forward for what you have done. You are the league MVP for regular season. Move forward. Like, and now I digress. Let me go back. Celtics had the toughest road to the finals. They they beat the title contending Nets. They beat the defending champions. And they beat... Um, who went to the finals last year? <laughs> the Bucks. The Bucks. The Bucks, right? Oh man, I forgot about them. The Bucks, right? They beat them, and they beat the Katai contender, Miami Heat. So I'm not gonna come on this show and say that they're gonna have a that the Warriors, the Warriors is uh the Warriors gonna drop dead and you know it'll be a cakewalk for them. They're battle tested and they're mentally tough. So I cannot just overlook Celtics. That team is the real deal. This is probably gonna be one of the toughest. Toughest games that the Warriors play for the championship, you know, one of the toughest because they are up against fresh, young, hungry legs who've been in the playoff, who've been to the conference final and finally made over. And they have an upcoming MVP and they literally have two superstars on their team and the defensive player of the year. So it's not going to be a cakewalk. So I'm giving Celtics their props. Well, I'll say this this is actually going to be the hardest team that. Boston actually plays because no disrespect to all the other teams, right? The Warriors are the, are the best team is the best team, like offensively, like with everything that happens, Miami, their offense isn't that great. Giannis, Giannis plays bully ball. And then he just gives, he'll just go down spin and then just kick it out to Connaughton or whoever for a three and the Nets only have one player, one great 
best one of the top two NBA best player in the NBA. I understand one. Yes, the one of the best players. So yes, I understand. Yeah, so I'm just <laughs> no, but I'm but I'm just saying as a team, AD. as a team, mm-hmm. as a collective unit, that is the best team that Boston will play, and so. With playing a team, especially who has experience, they said combined, they have what 123 games of like finals experience in between players that are on the Warriors. Is 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 hard to, to overcome experience, especially if you're accustomed to being there, although the past two years, due to being injury ridden, um that what could have been and then we also know that against the raptors (laughs) what would happen if injuries didn't didn't take them out to be quite frank but but yeah so let's let's just go ahead and just get into this prediction just so that we think it's just going to claim this championship for the 20 was it the 2022 nba season I always get those numbers back. 2021, 2022. Yep. So I'm going to say, listen, who had the rough, roughest road once again? Golden State, the toughest team they had to play was Memphis, and they took care of them 4-2, right? Dallas, a gentleman sweep. The Nuggets with the MVP who received his MVP trophy at home in his home clan. While Joel and B was still playing with one leg, half an arm, broken face, and still dropping double doubles, right? And Joel went to the second round and lost four two, and the two wins was coming back from it from concussion, injury, and a broken face, and gave them gave Philadelphia two wins himself. And his second, his Robin was even there. He was in trainee Robin. He was still doing the trapeze. <laughs> so neither here or there. So based upon that, I'm going to say seven game series and Golden State wins by last second three by Stephen Curry. And he will oh my God. So much he'll drama. finally get his, he'll finally get <laughs> His, his, he, 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 I'm talking about OKC3 from the logo and finally wins the final MVP. That's how much respect I give Boston. Uh, I'm taking Celtics. Excuse me, not Celtics. I'm taking Warriors in six. Yeah, that's me. Warriors in six. I feel like it's hard to overcome experience um it's not like i expect the series to be you know what i'm saying like blowouts or anything like that um with everyone back in just depending on like how people are in and out of the lineup and everything i just see that it's experience and the different type of combinations that steve kerr has at has his disposal i cannot get my words out but at his disposal i feel like that kind of gives him more of 
an advantage just seeing like how he wants to play and then just basically being able to dictate the pace so if if the Warriors are able to dictate the pace for at least four games um and the others we always hear about the others I just feel like you can rely a lot more on the Warriors others than the Celtics nothing nothing against them like I think they contribute but that and especially down the stretch um that's when like I went back to my key like late game execution um there's moments to where the the Celtics have consistent like hiccups like down the stretch like Sunday the Celtics should have won by double digits instead of winning by four and I just don't see I just don't see the Warriors like having those kind of of hiccups like if they lose it's just basically they were just they weren't hitting shots at night it's never anything too wild or they were just turning the ball over so I'm just going with the Celtics and six. I think it's going to be a very competitive series. Um, if it goes seven, I wouldn't be surprised, but I'm definitely going with Warriors and six. I think if they win, the, if they win those finals, we have to start thinking of how, how good of a dynasty was this uh, Warriors dynasty if they win this series, which I think they will. How good of a dynasty It'll was be up it? there. Yeah. It'll be just as good as... Um... Tim Duncan's um, Santos Spurs. It will be just as good as the Lakers. It will be just as good as the Celtics. It will be just as good as um, I'm trying to think some other dynasties. Boston, but not Boston with <laughs> Russell. We only had like two teams, but Boston only had like a two run, one run. Yeah, the Lakers, Celtics, yeah. So I'm going to try to think as recent as even it, – it'll be over Miami, Miami dynasty, you know. My, oh, okay. I would think it uh, – I was about yeah. to say, I think it would have been better than them, honestly. Yeah, but I don't even think Miami – I don't really consider Miami a dynasty, honestly. I don't they don't want two championships. Right. They won two, but went there four, right? Four times. Yeah, but a dynasty to me is multiple championships, not like – You got to win How many is multiple? More than two? You got you to get at least three. At least three, at least three, yeah. Wow, two is uh, odd. One is, one look, is. Why? Why do you think? Like you got to think about it. Like, and this is just going back. Like, no one has, no one since the Bulls has been to the finals six times in eight years since the Bulls. This is the first team. That's How about been. the Lakers? Then the Lakers? No, no, nope. nope. They had the four. They could, they could have done it, they but close. Eagles yeah. got in the way. Eagles got in the way. I think they made six, right? They made six times. Mm-hmm. LeBron I mean, himself made ten in a row. That- <laughs> yeah, that's LeBron himself. <laughs> yeah, that's that, 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 that the same. The thing about Dynasty is you're doing with this pretty much same core guys. LeBron's the only core guy. He's moving players around, which allows him to keep repeating. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Get fresh bodies in and out. Yeah, LeBron was. Um, I think who was it? I think um, Iman Shepard said that. Yeah. Uh, LeBron was the defo- de facto GM of of the, of the Cleveland the Cleveland team <laughs> during that run, where he was working and getting those players in and out. But yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, the Lakers, Boston, see the Pistons. I think they're better than the Pistons. 
The Pistons right. only went like what? Two back to back. Yeah, they only won two back to back. Like, right. I don't even consider them a dynasty. Like, San even Antonio? during that time, like the whole thing, like during like the eighties and nineties, people were mm-hmm. trying to three p, but no one was able to three p until Mike. And I'm talking about like eighties and up. I'm not including like the Celtics or the Bill Russell, but just during like that Magic Larry era era and forward, like they were trying to three p. And, and like that's the one thing that Mike had over had over Larry and, and Magic was a three P. Right. So, you know, he an ego, an egomaniac. So he 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 wears that on his chest proudly. But but yeah, like with, with them, especially like with that same core, like it's I'm trying to think like it's really it's really like no one else like you can compare that to <laughs> like honestly like with that same group like outside like of the Lakers mm-hmm. who who won like what they three peated right yeah Lakers three peated they, they three peated so right it may have not been in the the same dominant style mm-hmm. but just the fact that they were able to do it the way that they could for so long is just like I don't know if you'll really be able to see that ever again I I think you will because these players are not off everybody want to form Voltron we know if ands and buts about it everybody's forming Voltron everybody's trying to play with their boy or AU former teams so I think it's going to happen as the salary cap grows there will allow more and more superstars so right now you can get two, three superstars and a and a bunch of great players, even mid all star like it's hard borderline all star. And that's and that's what's hard. That's and and the thing about it is like even when you just look at Golden State, Golden State got it through when they started. They got it with the players that they drafted. That's why I'm saying you're never gonna see right. that way again. And, that- and that's the and that's the main thing. Like they did it, they did it through the process. The only thing is like, okay, they got Katie for those two rings. Mm-hmm. But even, but even just like aside from that, like they had a core and they're still rocking with that same core after all these years. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think if if it's gonna be grassroots, probably not. But will it happen again in the sense of everybody wanna play with homeboys and so forth? I think so. And, I, and who's who's going to be that next LeBron type of player? Meaning nobody. Able, <laughs> right. Meaning who's going to be able to, in a sense, who's going to be able to recruit others to come play with him. Right. And the only team that I see people were, were willing to really play and <laughs> shout out to Kim um, Bazemore, who, who left the Golden State to play with the Lakers. <laughs> In hopes of getting that title, um, it's Golden State. I think Golden State is going to be the team that people are going to want to play with because everybody eats, everybody flourish, everybody is a system. So, will somebody run to you know Memphis and do it? Memphis got a bunch of young guys. Will somebody run to 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 the Nets with KD? I don't know. So I I could see you saying that, but I also see the fact of people saying, hey. You know what? I want to go play with my my boy. You know what team actually have potential doing that? I don't know if they'll ever go to a final, but potential. 
it's for me is um is um Timberwolves. They got a nice young core there, and you know they play hard. Do they have the right coach? I don't think they have. The, they they'll have the season as of yet, but they have the potential. They have the pieces. Now can they do their job? So I'm I'm wondering, but I but I still still believe that one day we will see something not as much but similar where a good five years reign. You know, a team have a five year reign, make it to the finals, or or or, or beating up somebody else. I believe that's gonna happen again. Just because everybody wants to play with their friends or former AAU partner boys. I just think it'll be hard because not everyone is that dominant. You gotta be dominant too and have a certain type of I guess I gotta use the word gravity. Mm-hmm. Like certain players have. Right. Now, there's 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 explosive players, but there aren't players who have the same type of gravity that Steph Curry has and so that's mm. what makes it easier for everyone else like yeah Mark Jackson set it up but Steve Kerr just put his small little imprints on the offense to make right. it what they are now so I think it's going to be hard because a lot of you got to think about it like a lot of these superstars like that we're looking at now is like my age me and Evan's age and, like, and, and Kelvin's age Sorry to yeah. admit you, Phil, but you know. Yeah, I'm old. Yeah. I, nobody in the NBA is my age, 45. <laughs> well, I mean, nope. well, I mean, Yadonis is not, probably the closest. Active play, it. yeah, active participant <laughs> of the games, not this the coaching a- acronym or whatever it needs to be. But no, there's no. <laughs> LeBron is close, but <laughs> no. Yeah, See, but I think it, Heat Wave. They won two out of four. Three years, yeah, three, four years together. Heat wave. I don't know. But yeah, it's just- and I'll say too. I'll say that interesting, interesting thing about the Warriors mm-hmm. is they had historically deep teams. Like they had like deep teams like back in the eighties. You know, the eighties they had like because you had a watered down, you had a you had a smaller league, mm-hmm. so a higher concentration of talent. Um, I mean, the Warriors had Sean Livingston and Andre Gudala. Mm. on their bench. Both guys could have been starting on other franchises. And they had two of those guys coming off the bench. And then, due to the injuries of Clay Thompson, um, they got Andrew Wiggins. Was that D'Angelo Russell for a little bit? Then they shipped him out. Andrew right. Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins is, is, is a is an NBA starter. And he starts. But putting him on the Warriors only amplified what he brought to the table. Um, and then, they had Kevin Durant. Lest we forget that. And then they had after all, and, and matter of fact, D'Angelo Russell was D'Angelo Russell a part of that um, Kevin Durant deal? He, uh, sign and trade. Yes, it yeah. was a, a sign and trade. Yeah. yeah, so they got rid of him and got D'Angelo Russell, then traded D'Angelo Russell for, for Andrew Wiggins. Then because of injuries, they, they got lottery talent and they drafted well because Jordan Poole was a late round pick. I mean, they have like, they are historically deep. Mm. And I think that's why when we had the conversation about Steph being top ten, I think that does hurt. Will hurt his top ten conversation. His name is top ten because those teams have not just been. It hasn't been just overwhelmed by Steph Curry because in the finals he's been what underwhelming at times. Right. But they just had some teams that just have guys that will start in any other place coming off the bench. Mm. So. 
and Kaminga and these guys, man, those you know they could turn out to be very good players on the line, right? Which allows guys to keep on going. See, yeah, plug uh, so if um, Wiseman comes back and just be uh, Andrew Bo- uh, Andrew Bogut or or I know he, I expect him to be better, but I'm saying if he just even play that role, you know, yeah, I could see him. And I do see other teams. I'm, I'm, I strongly believe the way they, you know, so for instance, if James Harden, right, Kyrie was full-time and Kevin Durant actually played together, like a normal team played him, not injuries and so forth, I believe they would have been the next dynasty. The Nets would have been the next dynasty. But I don't think they beat I don't believe they beat this Warriors team because of the depth. I mean, they're starting three can 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 go with them, but mm-hmm. when someone has to, when they have to sit, the Warriors have another way. Just another way with talent that's just gonna because because the, the, the Nets bench was was abysmal. They they were abysmal, but but I they're believe that too. they that were was, small was the and they had a, a they had a, a little wave. They had a wave. Remember, I believe they just needed the bench players for the Nets. Just need to sustain. Or keep it close. That was their job. Sustain or keep it close. And sustain is keep it within 10. Right? Keep it within 10. See, see, the problem is you shouldn't even have to need it to be that way. Especially like it's it's just basically to be able to maintain the pace. It's already bad if you go to your reserves and it was close and then all of a sudden like with your, your starters on the floor, like your bench is like minus 10. Like that's bad. Like that is bad, but look no, what you have. Like, and then and then on top of that, the fact that they were small and they didn't have anyone with size, like think about the think about these other teams. Like you're talking about teams like Milwaukee, you're talking about teams like Golden State, Miami. Golden State is small. <laughs> no, without Wiseman, it's small. No, but I'm saying Miami have, is small too. They have a length though. Right. They I'm have length. About, I'm not talking about like oh, height-wise. I'm talking about you got some guys not all of them but you have some mm-hmm. guys on the court who who may be like they could be like what six four six five but then when you're talking about wingspan and everything like that and strength right nah like it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't add up like to it's like yo like they're a freak athlete like when you really like look at the numbers and so like the fact that the the nets didn't have anyone like that on their team mm-hmm. hurts it hurts because even yeah. like when you look at Boston, like, like they got guys who are on their bench who can just come in and they're like six five, six six, six seven, and that's and that's actually a good size for like players coming off your bench that that aren't centers. So right. when you have all these combo guards on the court, it's it's beneficial for you whenever you have to play defense because it's like. To me, like when people say like these short guards get cooked, I'm like, well, they're guarding someone who's like six five, so it's easy to get by them. They can shoot <laughs> over them. So, <laughs> so it's just like it's just like you just have to have guards who who are gritty if they are smaller and they're stout, like Kyle Lowry when he actually right. wants to pay defense. So <laughs> that's what you call defense. <laughs> look, I said, look, I said when he actually wants to. I didn't okay. say I, I pushing his old teammates. Man, <laughs> I ain't got nothing to say. Sorry, oh. Kelvin. I had it. <laughs> yeah, man. You know what I want to ask too? I'm looking at this list. Phoenix Suns, 
New, uh, Brooklyn Nets, Orlando Magics, Orlando Magic, and Utah, and the Indiana Pacers. You know what they all have in common? They never won a championship. Out of those three, you know who I see is going to win a championship first? The New York Oops. Knicks. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess I guess that's, that's the cue to end the show. Well, <laughs> ladies, and <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, that concludes another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes podcast. Make sure you check us out on the different platforms that we post on or wherever you listen to your podcast. We out. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Please remember to follow us, like, share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at a lady and that is the and sign, some dudes. Our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady, A and D, some dudes. Until next time.